Did you miss us? You obviously did because you clicked on our podcast. This is Coffee and a Convo podcast, and we're back at you in your ear holes for more stellar content. I'm one of your hostesses, Jenna Berglund. And I'm the other one, Cameron Swear. And um, to start things off today, we are going to give you guys a little life update, tell you what we're talking about, tell you what we're drinking. But just for funsies, we're going to tell you where when how our love for coffee started Cameron when did your love for coffee start and was it flavor was it necessity was it energy what was the deal I've got you I've got you it started at Grace Bible Church (laughs) I'm pretty sure we were toddlers okay we're probably a little bit older than toddlers we were probably like four or five we would go over to like so our church has like this little black coffee pot and it's like Folgers coffee isn't it Folgers coffee it's like nasty coffee but they have, have like the sugar cubes and then they'd have like 20 different creamer options do you remember the powdered creamer oh yeah that powdered so creamer weird. was like but i loved it yeah so i would get the little styrofoam cup fill it up well not even fill it up i'd put like a ton of sugar cubes in it and then i'd put some coffee in it and i'd dump like you know a few different creamers in it and so i pretty much was drinking um sugar just yeah. sugar so that's all right i don't even know if you could say love for coffee started but that's where it all kind of started and then when I started dating Brady he liked like black coffee yeah and I was like nah I like like lattes I like like Starbucks and like right I like frappuccino I like frappuccinos <laughs> yeah and then somewhere along the line I started to like black coffee like coffee with like just a little cream and then I became a barista and I don't know it's just since then it's just developed and now you're like light roast, fluty, fruit, 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 fruity, fruity flavors. Yeah. Let's see yeah. how many different ways we can brew it all the nine yards. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so for me, I wanted to do this little like fun intro because I think I just have like the cutest story for my love for co- where my love for coffee started. If anyone knows my dad, my dad, he had this huge thermos he would take to school. He's a teacher at our high school, and he had this huge thermos he would take to school, fill it up with, like, a pot of coffee every morning, and, like, in the morning he would drink a ton of coffee, and he was just, like, coffee, coffee, coffee all the time, right? My mom was never a huge fan of coffee, but through my dad always drinking it, I think we kind of developed a love for it, but my absolute first memory, and then I was hooked on it from, like, then on, honestly. Um, When we were, like, way younger... Um, my sister, my mom would take all my sisters to Iwana on Wednesday nights, right? Mm-hmm. And she was in Iwana, and she was some kind of leader. I don't know what, if she was in the nursery then or if she was doing TNT. And, um, she'd take all my sisters, and I was still too young to be in cubbies. So, how old do you have to be to be in cubbies anyway? I think it's around, like, two to four. I think it's right before kindergarten or first grade. Whatever it is. It's very young, y'all. Like, I was probably, like three or four years old Mm -hmm. and um everyone was old enough except for me so while everyone was at Awana so I didn't feel left out my dad he would take me out to the Medicine Rock Cafe and he would get a little pot of coffee in his little coffee cup and he would get me the little tiny remember how they used to give you um like free ice cream after you eat at the buffet oh yeah and it would be in those like tiny little Little plastic cups cups, and it would just be like three bites of ice cream but it was the best thing in the world yeah uh i would get one of those tiny little they're like the little plastic four ounce cups that you get like a side of ranch in when you go out to eat you know a little tiny cup of ice cream and i would gobble that ice cream up and then my dad would would fill up my little cup with his coffee (sighs) 
and it and like the little bit of melted ice cream would mix in with a little bit of coffee and I would drink it and thus my love for coffee started like literally when I was three years old my dad was like hey let me put you Here on to something. And ever since, ever I've since. been a ca- I've been a caffeine addict. Oh my so. gosh, that's such a cute story. Isn't that such a cute story? It's like one of my favorite things Aww. in the world. He would either do that, and then every once in a while, the like Medicine Rock would be closed or something, and he would we would make frozen pizza at home, and mm. he would like watch cartoons with me until my sisters got home. And it was like mm. it was just like my little night with my dad. And it That's was the best. best thing in the whole entire world. Still one of my fondest memories from my childhood. Yeah. You were probably disappointed when you had to go to a one Probably, honestly. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Because you were living the life up at home. Yeah. But then they gave us those individual cheese slices, which was, like, also where it was at. In, in, in cubbies. Like the craft cheese? Yeah. Oh, the craft cheese. Nasty. Oh, so good. Jenna used to come to my house and eat my craft cheese. Okay, so this is the deal. When I was growing up, my mom wouldn't, like, A, we got skim milk, and she would never buy processed cheese, right? She would get, like, quote-unquote real cheese, right? And so I'd go over to Cameron's house, and I'd be like, one, get me some of that. Whole milk. Whole milk. Or 2%, yeah. Or 2%, and get me those individual cheese slices, and then every once in a while, they would have these honey nut cheerios and my mom got like the card the cardboard every cereal. once in a while we had honey nut cheerios i feel like we yeah i feel like we always had honey well nut i don't cheerios. know but every once in a while i would get into them because oh. my mom got like the plain cheerios and the plain rice krispies and it tasted like cardboard yeah and then you put the skim milk over top of it and it was just like boring. not very good just yeah. boring so yeah. literally the three things I went over to your house was the honey nut cheerios the two percent or whole milk <laughs> and the individual cheese slices and oh i gosh. was like in hog heaven that's so funny so i don't even know how we got there but we got there but we just got there. it's fine okay life update okay so my my i told jenna i was like i have an update for you and then i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna wait and tell you on the podcast if she hasn't heard it yet so i went to the plasma center you guys all know my my plasma (laughs) story (laughs) jenna's like spitting out her drink which we'll tell you about in a second um i went to the plasma center when we got back i don't even know why i went when we got back but anyways, I went and I found out they're doing a special in August. <laughs> a special. A special. So the first time you give, you get $35, and then the second time is 65 so you make 100 bucks a week. And it's like an hour. So I decided that I wanted to get Air Force Ones. So I went and donated plasma. Oh, and you guys, they gave, <laughs> this is really bad, they were sending out coupons. <laughs> Because they wanted people to donate so bad. So then I had a coupon on my phone for an extra $30. So I made $130 in one week. Anyways, I donated enough plasma. I got my Air Force Ones in the mail. I haven't worn them yet because I've had nowhere to wear them to. Love that. But, very exciting. And now, I have to donate tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. It's a Saturday. Um, and then I'll, I made my second 100 bucks, And I'm ordering a pair of jeans I want. That's amazing. Love my life. <laughs> Literally. Okay, so on that note of donating plasma, um, Cameron came to Sioux Falls for my birthday, and we went to Wildwater West, and she tried paying for her and Brady's Wildwater West pass oh, yeah. with her, you have my the plasma, money my blood card. <laughs> on, on a card, Yeah. and so she tries paying with it. There wasn't enough money on it, and literally, we're all just like going about our business, acting like normal human beings, and all of a sudden, I hear Cameron say, 
we should have given more plasma. <laughs> should have donated more plasma. Should have given more blood or something. I don't even know. And I died. Yeah, I she did. absolutely lost it. So I'm like, oh, of course. You need like 30 more dollars to cover it. Like 30 more dollars. Yeah, wow. Well, this is expensive. I've gone there like wow. three times. Yeah. But, um, okay, so you want to hear my life update? Yes, because it's really exciting. Okay. When you guys are listening to this, because you'll listen to this on Sunday, okay? Tomorrow, so Monday, I have my very first ever in my whole 22 years of life, have my first, any guesses? Uh, no, what did you say it? Hair appointment. Nuh-uh. Yes. Are you getting red? Yeah. Oh, I am. Where are you doing it at? Um, oh, shoot. What it's, what's it called? It's called like Sola Salon or something. Oh, maybe I made that up in my head. Okay. I don't remember. But there's a, there's people... Uh, wow, cannot even think. It's been a long day, y'all. Bear with us. We're gonna get through this. Um, a girl that I work with. So I had been asking everyone at work. I'm like, who do you go to? Who do you go to? Who yeah. do you go to? And I'm like, I'm like, I just don't know. Like literally, you guys, the only person who's ever touched my hair has been my mom. Mm-hmm. So I've never paid for a haircut. I've never like had my hair dyed whatever like you use the box dye right yeah so so one so one time I dyed my hair black because I was bored um and have you have you touched it up though since that no oh really yeah no turn to the side a second it's still pretty it's still darker than it was though don't you think I don't really know Mm. it because I think what gives it that illusion is usually when my hair grows out it's like darker and it takes to the sun really well so I'll have all these natural like golden highlights so the ends always look really light okay and the top always looks pretty dark but right now my ends are dark and my top is dark oh okay if that makes sense yeah okay but no I haven't touched it up at all okay um any hoosers this um the person I do work with she was like yeah she goes to all these like different like conferences and she goes to all these different like classes of how to turn this hair to this color and blah 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 she's like she really knows what she's doing she does a fantastic job all this stuff like she like specializes okay in difficult like hair dyeing processes and I was talking to her and she's like hey your this is your first time going lighter for your hair that's great it's probably gonna have like a warmer like reddish hue anyway uh, since how it's like it's first time being bleached so it's probably yeah. best that you're doing red anyway and I'm like fantastic yeah the only thing I'm a little bit nervous about is she's like because it's box you have box dyed it because I guess it's like you're really not supposed to do that uh, for your hair and it's super um it's like unpredictable literally any any um uh what are they called um, cosmetologist, oh, sorry. Okay. Any cosmetologist listening to this is like, yeah, you're not supposed to box dye your hair. That's why they have professionals, blah, 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 blah. Listen, I'm poor and I was bored. Okay? Okay. <laughs> anyway, and... Um, and we do what we want. Okay? And we do what we want here. She said that it's so unpredictable when you try to treat box dyed hair. Oh. So she's like, it might take two times. So that's the only oh. thing that I'm kind of nervous about is that I will be walking around with like half done hair okay for like a couple weeks so that my hair can like recover so she doesn't just like fry it off or what how that works so is it gonna be like what kind of red are you thinking like jc marie red yes you are yeah i am so it's gonna it's not gonna be like too light where it's like orange and it's not gonna be too dark where it's just like here we slap some red on your brown it's gonna be like deep 
like the like the like closer to the roots and like the undertones are gonna be like a deep darker okay. and then it's gonna be like strawberry blonde highlights. Okay. It like intermix Ooh. and stuff. Oh, it's gonna be so pretty. Okay, so did you say where you're getting it done? Do you remember? I want to say it's like sol- Sola Salons. I Sola Salon. Is there like two sides to it? Yeah. So it's actually like a salon within a salon. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, when you find out what the name of it is for sure, let me know because I want. Or it's like said. It's like Sidka, Sidka, something. I just wonder if it's the same place that I got my hair, where I get my hair cut, because I got my, I'm getting my hair colored now in Gettysburg, because I think it's cheaper. So. Yeah, and I, I even reached out to her, oh, I f- forgot to message her and tell her I went a different route, but um, I even messaged her and I was like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do to my hair or whatever, she's like, I would love to get you in, but I don't work on the weekends. Um, and so I was like, well, shoot, I'm like, well, I could take some time off, like, go home, hang out with my mom, whatever, do you do things on Fridays because I could just take a longer weekend use you know a vacation day or whatever and she's like during wedding season Uh, I don't do Fridays she's like probably super busy right now super busy she's like I could get you in on a Thursday and I heard she wasn't even taking new clients that was like really nice yeah I feel like that was really nice well and I did give you a shout out I'm like I saw the amazing job you did on Cameron's hair Uh, like blah blah she's like I could get you on on a Thursday I need to message her back now yeah I'm saying this because I feel like so mean but um Anyway, she's like, I could get you in on a Thursday, and I'm yeah. like, I just, I can't yeah. do take a four-hour drive yeah. for a hair appointment right. and take two days of vacation time. You might as well just right. like, it was, pay the extra. Right, and it would be different if I could work, like, yeah. I don't work weekends mm-hmm. very much, like, ever, Yeah. and they don't, a lot of times they don't have hours to give me on the weekends, so it would right. be different if I could go for, like, a Thursday and a Friday and then come back and work a Saturday and Sunday yeah. and still make up my five-day five week, but, but it's whatever. not really an option, so. yeah. Anywho, there is, but I'm gonna get it done. That's I'm so literally excited. Oh, okay, you have to send me a picture right after. Oh yeah, I for sure. Well, I'll send you a play by play. It's probably it's gonna take like three hours. Yeah, I know. She ha- crazy? she she gives. I'm like, how long is it gonna take? Because I'm doing a half day on Monday then. Oh uh, okay. Because that was the earliest she could get me in. And, like, I literally made the appointment, and then I went to my boss later. And I'm like, so I made an appointment. I'm going to have to do a half day. <laughs> but it worked out in my favor because she needs me for Labor Day weekend. Perfect. So then I get to work Saturday. Yeah. It's going to be all good. That's cool. Because when I got mine done, I think I told you this, it was, like, three hours, and I was like, holy crap. It took her two hours to get the tin, like, two and a half hours to get the tin foils all on my head. I yeah. I have a lot of hair, but... I love my hair. I'm, I'm like, so excited. so excited to go get it done again already. Which, it's going to be a couple right. months, but can yeah. you, you can kind of see my growth. Yeah, a little bit. But it's not. But it's it's barely noticeable because, because I, she did it so well. Well, and I have um, already, like, blonde, I already blonde have blonde hair, hair. So. Yeah. Anyways, that's exciting. Okay, do you want to hear what I'm maybe going to start saving my plaza money for up next? Yeah, I'm ready. Maybe to get my eyebrows done. Oh, microbladed? Mm-hmm. But it's like five hundred dollars. So, um, you want to know what I want to start saving up for? And I don't know because I think a couple weeks ago, you guys, we did a like life updates Q and A, and one of the questions was if you were to ever get plastic surgery, what would you get done? Oh. And I don't, I honestly don't think I would really do anything. Um, good Lord made me how He wanted to make me, and I feel great about myself. I'm beautiful, and but but but, and I don't know if this counts as plastic surgery. I really want to get my lips shaded. You do? So, like, what Serena's getting done? What Serena's getting done. Okay. Yeah. You guys have to show me what yours looks like. The only yeah, thing so that, like, getting her lips, like, ta- it's like a, it's like a semi-permanent tattoo, right? Is what it's called. Right. So, it's pretty yeah. much, like, if you get your eyeliner tattooed on, or if you, like, or if you get your eyebrows microbladed. Like microbladed, yeah. It's essentially the same thing. They say that it lasts for up to, like, four to six years or whatever, I guess. I know with your eyebrows, you have to go back and get them touched up, like, every year. 
but it's like fifty dollars. Right. That's the same yeah. with that's the same with mm-hmm. the lips too. So the the initial thing is like, and Serena's getting a deal because there's um, a girl who's just starting up yeah. her her like salon or business or whatever the heck. And, um, so she's getting a really good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's like, yeah, same with your eyebrows, like yeah. $600 then it's like 50 bucks for every touch up. Yeah. Anyway. So the only thing that freaks me out about that is I wouldn't know what color to choose. Right. And I'm sure that like the professionals be like, this would look good with your skin yeah, tone, right. blah, 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 blah. But you're just like, that's like, here, I choose to wear this shade of lipstick mm-hmm. for the next five years. I know. Like that's kind of freaky. I know. See the eyebrows is like, I don't know. It's I already just like there. that. Yeah. It's just like, I need eyebrows. So. Because they're blonde right now. Because they're blonde right now. But I think that's something. That if I were to ever get something done, that's what I would get. Or, while we're we're talking about ways we want to spend our money. This just thought. So on, there's this, uh, I just sold these shoes on this app called Mercury or Mercari. It's M-E-R-C-A-R-I. It's like blue or purple with an M. Okay. Anyways, because I've always looked on Poshmark and they have like, um, like Coco Chanel or like Fendi or like, uh, they even have like Louis Vuitton purses and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're like really cute little ones and people are selling their used ones and then they're like verified, um, like authentic for like between 350 and 400 you can find them. Yeah. It's like, that might be another thing I save my money for. Because that has been, I used to be like the one thing I need to accomplish in my life is having a Coco Chanel bag. Like that's the one thing I want to accomplish in my life. But I was like, hmm. I think if I were to ever get another puppy, love Holly. But when Holly's time is done and I'm ready to get another puppy, I'm going to name her Chanel. Oh, that's really I think that's cute. like the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. Or Prada. Yeah. Chanel or Prada, I think it would be the cutest thing. On that note. <sighs> um, speaking of ways to spend our money, and then we can move on to okay. the actual episode because this is like the longest intro in the world. What's new? Um, <sighs> my birthday present is coming in the mail tomorrow. My birthday present to myself. I, I think I told you what Wait, I got. What is it? My neon sign. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me. It's coming tomorrow, and I'm so excited. And that's all. Tell them what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's a neon sign, you guys, and it's um, like an actual, like it's from a place that does like neon bar signs mm-hmm. and a little on the pricey side, but it was my treat to myself because I deserve it. I, I don't even know if that's true, but I wanted it, so I got it. And um, <laughs> it is hot pink and it says, girls, 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 and it's a neon sign and it's so cute and I'm going to put it up on my gallery wall and... I'm going thrifting for frames tomorrow for a few other things for my so, gallery wall. I'm putting it all together this weekend, and I'm so excited. Is your gallery wall in your living room or in your bedroom? In my living room. Okay. Yes. yes. I have to check out. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. The end of updates. That's, that's life. And besides the fact that I wore nude shoes out, these really cute nude block. Oh, yeah. This is um, tragic. Heels, yes. To Jenna's party a couple weekends ago, and we can't find them, so there's that. But you know what? I'm going to look through my car because my car is currently has a ton of like stuff packed back up in it to go back to Gettysburg because our apartment's too tiny to fit everything. So maybe they're in there. Maybe they're in there. We're going to find them though. And if not, you can scour my apartment next time you're there. I will. I will make an appointment. <laughs> make an appointment? Make an appointment <laughs> just at my apartment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So before we get into the episode, <laughs> wow, we 19 minutes that. later, what are we drinking? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So if you guys listened to our episode with our moms back in like February, no, 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 we recorded it in February, <laughs> but we aired it on Mother's Day. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. That's actually hilarious. It is funny. Um, we made chai lattes, and I talked to you guys about how we um had like a organic honey chai mix, and so I bought myself um a big gallon bottle or whatever of it, and I made Jenna and I iced chais with it, and I used oat milk because you guys know we're on that oat milk chair train, and then topped them with cinnamon. But yeah, super good. What do you think? Um, I took a sip of it, you guys, and I'm like, mm, it tastes like fall. And even though it's iced, 
It's just like it's a cozy, like good for the soul drink. And um, would 10 out of 10 recommend the sweetness? It's not sugary sweet. It's very, it's very nice. It's very nice. Very and nice. I would just say, like, yeah, it is fall, but you can have it in the middle of the summertime, guys. It's oh, yeah. So good. Absolutely. And Some, it's like barely fall. That's just what it reminded me of because of the feels. cinnamon. And then you guys can always like add um, at Cool Beans, we add like lavender syrup to them sometimes. People will get like lavender ones. Okay, can I buy some lavender syrup yeah. from Cool Beans? Oh, I'm coming. It's for actually that. like $18 or $19. And it's a oh. big thing of it. It'll last you like months. <sighs> yeah. Because I want to try like a, making a few different cocktails with that. <gasps> okay, so here's the deal. Okay. Next week when you come, okay. you get me a bottle of the lavender syrup. Oh, I'll bring it. Oh, yeah. Bring it. And then, okay, this is a little spoiler. We're going to hopefully be recording a um, our next happy hour. Our next happy hour, and we'll make a fun little lavender cocktail. Ooh. Okay, this is great. Okay, so with that. Okay. With that, 20 wait. minutes later. Oh, my wait, gosh. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, are we going to tell them what we're talking about or wait till after the pour? We're going to wait till after the pour. Okay, guys. <laughs> Tune in to hear what we're talking about. Catch you on the flip side. (laughs) All right, guys. So what we are talking about today is powerful moments. And so we're going to be talking about moments in our life that have just really impacted us and shaped who we are. And it can literally just like a day or like one thing that happened. And it has just stuck with you. And it's those moments in your life that have sometimes like give you the shivers almost you know like or you like thought you really thought deeply about life during that time or like you reflected on your whole life and you're like this is this is my life or this is what life is about or those types of things and I'm sure that you guys have them too and I actually got this idea from my friend shout out I'll say his name Will um he we were talking about the podcast and you know like having some deeper conversations and he was just like hey like I think I asked him, I was like, if we ever have any ideas, like, let me know. He's like, you guys should talk about your powerful moments in your life. He's like, moments that have just, and then he's like, I can tell you some of mine or whatever. And then he like named some and he's like, those were moments where I just, I was just like, wow, like that really impacted me. That really changed the way that I think about my life or the way I think about life. And anyways, I just thought it was really good. And so we're going to share some of ours. We're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about I guess how they've changed us and changed our lives and I think the point of this episode is just to make you guys think about those powerful moments and think about what they've done to your life and how how they've made you who you are I don't know do you have anything else to add to that I don't know and I mean maybe we'll touch on it a little bit more as we go on but I think what I think is so interesting is that like our personalities who we are everything that we've turned into, every choice that we've made, um, it all comes down to moments and memories and choices. And, um, I think it's so interesting to reflect back on, on those moments that like stick out in your head and it's like, okay, so from those moments, what did I learn and how did it get me here? And honestly, to think about, okay, what kind of moments are happening day in and day out in my present life that are going to shape who I am in the future you know like am I shaping my future self into someone like good and um morally sound and financially stable and you know all that stuff I think it's it's just it's important not to dwell but I think it's important to reflect and to think about 
it just takes one moment to completely upturn your life and set it off on a different course whether that be a great course or whether it be a difficult one mm-hmm. so you want to start okay how many do you have i have like four i have i have three for sure and then i had a fourth i had a fourth one written one two three four okay yes i have four okay cool okay so i'm just probably gonna i'm gonna do mine in the order of my life just do it okay so the first one that i was going to talk about was when I went to Honduras, and I think, so I went to Honduras when I was like 13 or 14, I think, and I went on a missions trip, and um, it's like a third world country, which I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to say third world country anymore, you're supposed to say underdeveloped, I don't know. Like, you're not even supposed to say like developed anymore, developed and undeveloped, like that's like, I guess, like, I don't know, it's not proper, I don't know, but I'm just gonna say third world country, because I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but. Okay. I know, isn't that weird? That is weird. But there's, like, a lot of rules and a lot of a lot of things that yeah. we haven't considered before because right. no one's spoken up about it. Right. But someone was telling me that who's traveled a lot. They're like, I guess you're not supposed to say that anymore. But that's what I'm going to say for now. For lack of a better word, we will have yes. um, housekeeping next week to correct ourselves. How about that? <laughs> well, maybe not because we never know which episode's going to air next. Yeah, that's true. Whatever, <laughs> whenever we record next, we'll be like, remember that one episode and we'll do housekeeping Housekeeping. Then. Okay? Okay. okay. Okay, so Ubi Honduras was a third world country. I was fairly young, and people were eating, like they'd sit on the ground and, eat. like they lived in like these huts and, yeah, they like would sit on the ground and eat their food and it was not cleanly and the bathrooms were like, really disgusting and like it was just, it was just a lot and it was a lot for somebody ah, actually for anyone. It doesn't matter what age you are. Like seeing that and I can sit here and tell you guys about it and I could go into detail about everything but it really doesn't matter until you see it for yourself and um the whole the whole thing was just was really powerful but I we got to meet our sponsor child and so if you guys know like what sponsoring a child is is my family gives a child a certain amount of money we'll leave give it to like a like a foundation or program or whatever a certain amount of money every month and then that goes to help him have food pay for his education and sometimes it like will even go to help the family and help support them so at the end of everything we were there for we were there gone for 10 days i'm not sure how long we were in this village for we had to say goodbye to all of the kids and we had to say goodbye to our sponsor kids and um we went and me and my dad did because it was just me and my dad that went on this trip um we gave him a hug goodbye and he was just bawling and like we didn't speak the same language the whole week we didn't speak the same language we would have a translator there and everything and he was just bawling and like saying things and he was saying that he's gonna miss us and it was and then we had to get into this bus and everyone had just said goodbye to like that not everyone out there had sponsor kids but everyone had said goodbye to these kids mm-hmm. and everyone was just like so sad and we looked out the windows and they were all these kids were standing there on the side of the road like tears streaming down their face waving and then um that was one thing that really stuck out to me on that trip and then the other thing was I remember flying home just I just remember the flight and it was just very powerful because it's like I'm leaving this place and going back to a place where we're so privileged and where we have everything and then I also remember going shopping because it was right before school started going back to school shopping and if you guys know me you know I like my my clothes I like things Um, I'm I like material items and I remember being in the mall and there was like a couple, like there was a, you know, back to school shopping is fun. You get like things you want. And there was like a couple things I needed. And it was hard to even go buy those things because I saw all those kids 
who only had like a couple outfits and like yeah. we gave them clothes or we gave them toys and they were so happy with it and I actually like did not shop on that back to school shopping like I got a couple things that my mom like said that I needed but like I felt sick while shopping and I don't know I've just never forgotten that and it's just I don't know I need to go back because after a while it does start to fade and you start to get yeah. um you start to like return to the American culture and it's just crazy you guys um which on another this is a little bit of a bunny trail but it just makes me think I think as Americans and as the times that we're living in right now we have a lot to complain about and everyone complains about a lot of things and everyone has a lot of negative things to say about America Mm -hmm. and what I would say to you is go travel honestly go see some things before you sit here and say that we're that we're not a good place to live. <laughs> so, um, I don't want to get too much more into that, but but I mean it's it's true. It is true. And I I, I don't I just don't want to like I don't want to I don't want to get too political, is what I'm saying. I'm just trying to state, Don't want to poke too many yeah, But I'm, I mean it's true. I'm just trying to state that because, because a lot of even people, like even you say something like like Honduras and people kind of expect it to be like, yeah, not the best living situation yeah. and you know, like you said, third world third world country, um you kind of just expect that a little mm-hmm. bit, I think. But it's crazy, even if you go to places like um, Greece, like developed countries, developed countries. So when I was when I was in Greece, you guys, um, because they have taken in so many refugees, refugees, yeah. um, especially the island that I was on. I was on the island of Lesbos, and um, it was about a fifty-minute ferry ride from Turkey. So pretty much what people would do would, um, the, uh, all the mess happening in Turkey, they would flee from it, they would get on these poor, poorly built rafts and try to make it over to the island of Lesbos. And um, I mean there was, you know, refugee camps and all that stuff and it's so crazy because it was originally such like a rich, um, like luxurious place at one point like even the history such like a luxurious culture and even you go to like Athens or whatever and you see all of the old like temples and ruins and stuff and just like these amazing sculptures and and all this stuff and even um like on the island that I lived on the like the sidewalks and the curbsides and everything were marble Wow. So, like, after it rained, you walked on the street. Because wow. everything was, like, carved out of marble. But, like, That's what's also cool. so crazy about it, too, is that it's such a poor country now. Because they've taken in all these refugees, all refugees and stuff. Right. And um, these people have lost their livelihoods because tourism is down. Mm-hmm. And just, and like you said, they're just, they kind of just have nothing. And it really opens your eyes when you go there and you're like, hey, these people have, like, like, not to sound rude, but in a way that's like, hey, these people have kind of ruined your lives by yeah. taking over your island. Like, your island is now known for, like, where it used to be a paradise for tourists to come visit. Yeah. It's now known for being run over by Turkish refugees. Mm-hmm. And um, and what's just crazy is that the Greek people have so much love. For all the refugees they're like we don't care like we don't care if it runs us to the ground like give us more they need our help mm-hmm. and 
it's so it was so like you said it's just so eye-opening to see Mm -hmm. people with nothing and then not even the greek people who are struggling but then also working in it with like the refugee camps and stuff like that it's these people literally left their country left their homes some of them left their families Mm -hmm. with just the clothes on their back and they're some of the most joyful people you will ever meet Mm -hmm. and we're sitting here in our luxurious apartments mm-hmm. complaining about the new pair of shoes that we can't afford because mm-hmm. our boss heaven forbid doesn't pay us two dollars more an hour <laughs> you know it's just yeah. like it honestly does just like check your perspective yeah like it's okay to be sad and it's okay to like get down sometimes i'm not saying that but mm-hmm. also check your perspective you are so 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 privileged yeah so the thing the thing that really gets me too is after like studying abroad and being in first world countries quote and canada is very much like the u.s and i haven't been to all of them but not saying that america is better or anything like that because i don't think it is i think all countries are equal but being you can tell the what's the word i'm looking for you can see the, the just the richness of America versus other first world countries. I'm talking the UK, Ireland. Uh, I, now I can't even think of another country. Scotland, France, France. Um, all these countries. Like people from those countries will come to the U.S. and talk about how ginormous our roads are. Like our roads do not need to be that big. We just make everything big, and we have all this. We just we take up so much space. It's just. I don't know. It's it's just it's, so it's just like kind of obnoxious, but also at the same time, it's like yeah, it's just, we've been blessed with so much. And yeah. I think, like we said, without getting too political, because we're not a political podcast, you can go. There's actually a genre for that on your <laughs> podcast platform, whatever it may be. Um, but to wrap up this little segment, um, like check yourself. Check. Mm-hmm how much you're complaining check how much you're saying thank you for the incredible blessings you do have because if you guys if you we actually have three percent of our listeners are from other countries but 97 percent of you are from the u.s and if you're from the u.s and you're complaining about where you're from like jenna said check yourself yeah check your freaking self okay okay (laughs) moving on (laughs) jenna what's yours your first one um my first one i guess also going what do you say chronologically yes um my first one would be when I was in my car accident so that would have been I would have been what like it's in high school Jenna almost died 16 maybe um 15 or 16 and I was on my way back from my sister's birthday party in Sioux Falls uh shout out Bree she was one of our guests earlier on and um I was on my way back from her 21st birthday and the deal was it was obviously on like a Saturday night and that next Sunday morning um I had some commitment in church I had like a solo to sing in the choir or whatever and my mom said hey you can go to your sister's birthday party um if you are back in time for um for for your solo in church I was like, okay, yeah, not a big deal. Um, yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, (laughs) wasn't the best life choice, so it wouldn't have been necessarily bad. Like, I did have to leave, so church was going to start at, like, 9.30. 
So I did have to leave at like five in the morning, which was pretty early, but like I think we got home at like midnight or something well, and like, you're like that. Like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, I think I think I was sixteen. And um I can't believe she let you drive home that early. Yeah, me either. That's just crazy. Honestly. I feel like your sisters must have like worked on her a little bit. Yeah, probably. Okay. Probably. Um, and I I wanna say, yeah, because Serena was already living in Sioux Falls at that time then. Okay. So I, I like sh- I think that the thing was was that like I was at home alone all the time and I think she felt pretty bad that I didn't have my sisters there anymore so she didn't want me to be like left out of something. Any hoosers um was on my way back and it wouldn't have been a big deal but it started sleeting so like f- frozen rain pretty much and the winds were like 40 to 50 miles an hour. Typical South Dakota weather. Typical South Dakota weather. But the wind was so bad that, like, not even, like, highway patrol were patrolling at that time. Like, I remember it being, like, a big deal. And your mom's like, that, you gotta like, get back from yourself. That, like, the, the, the wind was so bad. Okay. And this was with, they told us that, I mean, after as I was laying in the hospital. But, um, but I was on my way back and I was right by Lebanon and I was probably, like, three miles past that Lebanon turnoff and um a huge gust of wind hit me and I it like kind of swerved me off the road I overcorrected caught like a slippery patch and then went down into the ditch went over the corner of a field mm-hmm. went down into like the ditch of the um like oncoming um like Traffic? dirt road oh. dirt <laughs> yeah. road and hit that, went up in the air, and then a gust of wind caught the bottom of my vehicle, and I landed in the field on the hood, on, like, the, the roof of the Monte Carlo. Monte, the original Monte. So, Jenna, you yourself did not land on the car. What? The way you made that sound, made it sound like you landed on the roof of your car. No, no, no. The roof of the car landed... On the ground. On the ground in the, ground in the field. Over. Yeah, I flipped yeah. over. Sorry. She's still in the vehicle. Still in the vehicle. And, um, it's so weird because people, t- like, people try to explain what shock feels like and how you react and your fight or flight and all that kind of stuff, but it's so weird to hear about it and to actually, like, experience it because my first reaction, like, because the airbag knocked me out and then I, like, came to and I was, like, dangling upside down and, like, my first conscious thought was, I hope my seatbelt doesn't, like, isn't locked up. Because I just remember thinking, like, I need to get out of the car. And undid my seatbelt, got out of the car, whatever. It, like, crushed down. I Your car did crush down? Yeah, it did crush down. So I got out of the car. I, like, sat there. And you, I turned into a crazy person for about 30 seconds. I literally sat curled up in a ball. And I, like, was pulling out my hair and rocking back and forth. And I kept on saying... And this is so dumb. If you know my dad, you, like, you'd be like, what are you talking about? But I kept on saying, like, my dad's gonna kill me. My dad's gonna kill me. No, he doesn't. He would not have cared. Like, obviously. Yeah. Like, even so. However, whatever. Ended up being completely fine. But I think what really, like, shook me to my core, other than just, like, how I reacted, because I reacted fairly well for what I had just been through. And, um, I think what really shook me to my core was 
I was at the hospital, like, I was laying there in, like, the neck brace, they, you know, gave you, like, the x-ray or whatever, and all this stuff, and nurses were, like, pulling all my clothes off, and, like, trying not to move me around, and it was just, like, a whole big ordeal, but as all this was going on, and they were, like, checking me over and stuff, my mom was at the hospital, and the sheriff showed up, and he took my dad to the crash site with him, and I remember my dad coming back with the sheriff, so, like, the sheriff could ask me questions after, like, seeing the crash site, and, um, the sheriff was like, you shouldn't be alive. Pretty much, he's like, if it hadn't been raining that morning and, like, the ground wasn't soft. Yeah. Like, that's what, de- like, something about it, like, delayed, like, the crushing of the vehicle or something oh, really? like that. Yeah, I don't, um, anyway, and he's like, if the ground wasn't soft from, like, the rain, like, you'd be so dead right now. Like, you should have, like, all these things wrong with you. And I'm like, fantastic. Oh, that's crazy. Um, but it was... One of the three times in my life that I've seen my dad cry. Really? Yeah. And what's, what, obviously, like, I got in a major car accident and everyone's like, you should be dead. And I'm like, okay, cool, sounds good. Um, But I think what made it just, like, such, uh, like, a powerful, crazy, like, life-defining moment for me was... The fact that, like, I didn't die. And I feel like when people, someone has this kind of experience, they can either go, like, one way or the other. Like, cool, I'm going to be terrified of driving in vehicles for the rest of my life. Or they can have the opposite reaction. The reaction that I had. I was scared to drive to, like, ride in cars for maybe, like, a month. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of almost developed this, like, invincible complex where I'm like, should have died, didn't die. Clearly God still wants me here. <laughs> And honestly, that's what I tell people, like, when people are like, you got an accident, like, oh, does it make you nervous to, like, you know, have other people drive you around now? Like, does bad weather make you nervous? Like, blah, blah, all this stuff. I'm like, not really. Mm -hmm. And I kind of have this, like, when things start going bad, I'm just like, when the Lord wants to take me, he's gonna take me. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't want me, like, dead, he'll keep me alive. And that kind of goes back to the verse that I shared. Was that last week or a couple weeks ago? A couple weeks ago. Um just about like fear and everything and not right. living your life in fear right i know and which obviously you shouldn't be doing stupid things right like, don't drive down the road without your seatbelt on right don't do stupid things but also at the same time like, like the things that i used to ha- get like anxiety over yeah i'm just like you know what i'm here mm-hmm. on borrowed time yeah and i'm here to live out my purpose and love people and when my time is up my mm-hmm. time is up I think that even goes back to, like, we've talked a lot about, like, how just things are different right now, and, like, sometimes you're just like, oh my gosh, like, why, like, what's the point? Like, the world is, like, burning down to the ground, like, what's the point of everything? Like, why be happy? Like, why, and all this stuff, but you have to remember that this is your life, and you only have so much time, and if you were to die a week from now, would, well, I know that you'd be dead, but would you be happy with the fact that you lived your last week in fear because of everything that's going on in the world yeah you know what I mean like you need to be living your best life and you and I even think like if you are living more time at home or like just your life is differently you need to be romanticizing your life you know so like I got these super cute new slippers from the buckle that Jenna (laughs) also got but if you're living all your time at home put your super cute new slippers on drink some tea watch some tv hang out with your roommate your dog your boyfriend your husband your significant other and romanticize your life you know like right my sister she posted a pic today and she was like something about like 
life is an occasion. Like, don't wait mm. for an invitation to show up. Something along those lines. That's I don't really think that's good. word for word. But I'm like, it's so true. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Just just sitting around waiting for life to get mm-hmm. quote-unquote better. To go back to, like you said, quote-unquote, like, normal? Like, it might never be normal again. It might never be normal again. So what are you waiting for? Yeah, what are you waiting for? Exactly. And again, be safe. Be smart, you guys. Yeah. But also, at the same time, right. don't hide under a rock mm-hmm. because you're going to drive yourself crazy mm-hmm. and life is too short. It really is. And you can die from anything. Yep. Okay. So the next powerful moment that I'm going to talk about is the day I realized I was in love with my now husband. Okay. So, so people always say like, I don't know if you've ever been asked this question or no, you wouldn't be asked this question because you've never been in love, but if you've ever asked wow. this this question before so I'd asked this question before when someone's like well would you say that you've been in love before how did you know he was yeah. the one how did you no, not even the one because you can be in love with someone who's not the one but haven't you heard people be like well how do you like what's in love like how is in love different than love like you know like being in love is different than love you know you know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, I used to ask that question. I'm like, well, how do you know that you're in love and it's not just love? And I do think that there's going to be those moments that, like, shape it and then that you just you just know. And my moment was... Okay, this is, like, the time I remember, like, I realized it, but, like, it probably happened before this. So... This is funny. I was sitting in church. I, we're always in church. I feel Why like we're always in church. Literally, I feel like we lived at church. We grew up in the church, you guys. Okay, so I was in church. You know, you always, kids, you always should be paying attention to the sermon, but I was journaling this day. And so I was, like, writing stuff down or whatever, and I, like, was writing all these things down about Brady. Wow, so cheesy. And I got, like, to the end of all this whole thing. Wow, I feel like such a high schooler saying all this. I got to, like, the end of it Well, you were in high school. I was, I was. I got to, like, the end of it all, and I wrote, like, something about... I literally wrote out like that I realized that I was in love with him and I was just like reminiscing on like the past I think it was five or six months so I realized at the six month point that we were in love and I just sat there in church and it was like all these like memories and everything were like swirling before me and I like remembered everything like I remember the first time like that we'd said I love you and then I'd remembered like just all the little moments and everything that had made me like fall in love with him and it's like right there in that moment I was like I'm in love with him and it was just crazy because it was me journaling in church, not paying attention. And I realized it, and I will never forget that moment or that day. And I still have like that journal, like writing. So, yeah. little melodramatic. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's just. Um, I'm be- we're sharing personal things here. You can't say I'm sorry. that. Sorry, I ha- I had to because I'm bitter about being single. Okay. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. You're I'm not. not really. No, I'm not. I just like to make jokes. So about yeah, it. that was pretty. That was a pretty short story, but you know. No, I still like it. Yeah. I still like it. Even if I, like, pretend that I don't like it, like, it's actually it was, kind of the cutest thing in the world. It's just crazy because it's, like, it took, I was, like, writing things out and it just, I just realized it in it that moment. Happened. And it's funny because, I, what is it? Like, we've been married for, like, ooh, like, four or five years. I don't know how long we've been together total. Like, four or five years later, like, that's still the moment that I realized that that was the moment that I was in love with him. Like, yeah. we weren't even together. Like, I mean, in that, in the, like, he wasn't at church with me or anything. Yeah. Which is funny because I don't... It wasn't like a moment that like 
he was, was physically t- there, like, yeah. involved you. Yeah. Involved him. Because, like, when I started the story, I was like, I'm sure you guys were expecting me to be like, I realized it when he said whatever, whatever to me, or when we were doing this together. But, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. That is crazy. That was the moment. Um, so, my next moment, chronologically, let me think here. Um, short story, I got, and I don't even know why this was so monumentous or whatever, but I got diagnosed with PCOS. I had a doctor's appointment in Pierre. Mm-hmm. Went to the doctor's appointment, she was like, hey, blah, blah, gave me the whole rundown. She was like, you need to eat these foods, you need to not eat these foods, you need to like work out like this, don't work out like this, blah, 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 all this stuff. <sighs> Told me like everything that comes with it, hey, you'll be dealing with this for the rest of your life, A, B, C, and D, and sent me with my prescription and sent me on my way. And I remember driving home with my mom, and we had just gone through Oneida, and I was just kind of, and we were like sitting in silence, like the radio wasn't even on or anything, and I was just kind of like soaking everything in, and I like run my hand through my hair, and like at this point I was like pretty freaking bald, and um, because that's, for those of you who don't know, that's the whole reason that I even went in to check out what was going on anyway, because I was like balding, um, as a 16 year old. And, um, and a woman. And a woman. Because some 16-year-old boys are bald. Uh, male pattern baldness at uh, 16, uh, female. Uh, yeah, not great. Um, not a cute look, not a cute look. And um, listen, when you're in high school and you're like 16, you're already funky looking. Okay, you're beautiful. You are absolutely beautiful. I don't know about all of you. I. I was funky looking. I was funky looking. I was already having a hard enough time with, like, my self-esteem. High school is just, like, a weird time. Like, is anyone really having a good time in high school? I think that you think you are, but, like, are you really? I don't know. I just, there's a lot going on, like, emotionally, mentally, as is. And then you, they, like, piled this on top of it. And I was, like, I was pretty hefty. I was, like, pretty overweight for what was considered healthy for me. My face looked like a pepperoni pizza, like, all day, every day. It was just terrible. And I was, like, going bald. And I'm, like, literally, like, could I be any more unfortunate um, in the whole looks department? Which was very, very... I don't think anyone wants to admit to themselves that they're vain, like... That you take a lot of pride in your appearance, that you like that like looking nice is that important to you and stuff. But in that moment, it like broke me in half that I was like quote unquote ugly. And I just remember running my hands through my hair, sitting in the car, and I'm like, Mom, it's so thin. And she was like, I mean, yeah, but it'll grow back. And I'm like, but it's it's not pretty anymore. And I used to have like long, thick, luscious hair. And she's like, I mean, yeah, it's not pretty anymore. And I'm like, what do we do? And then she's like, I mean, maybe we should just cut it all off. And at this point, you guys, I had pertinier waist length hair. And she's like, maybe we should just cut it all off. And I'm like, like, how short? And she's like, honestly, at this point, I would cut it, like, to your shoulders. You know, like, give you a bop. And I was like, what? And she's like, I mean, we can go longer if you want. Like, you know, middle Mm -hmm. of your chest, whatever. And I remember just sitting there in silence for another five minutes. And usually, you guys, about things like this, I will deliberate 
I mean, obviously, I have spent the past three years thinking about going red, and it's taken me up to this point to finally <laughs> go there. And I sat there five minutes, and I'm like, we're chopping it off. We're chopping it all off. And we got home 30 minutes later, jumped in the shower, came back out. My mom chopped off, like, 14 inches of my hair. And I cried and cried and cried. And it's one of the clearest memories that I have. Just, like, losing my hair as a 16-year-old. And I was unwell did you like it like after it was short were you like oh this is kind of cute or you're like nah i'm not having it i didn't like it because i just didn't like me at that point yeah in time. So it didn't like, really matter kinda. so it didn't really matter it didn't really matter but i felt like like i felt like the one thing i had going for me was like my pretty long hair and then and then, and then that got taken away and i was just like i have nothing to offer anymore oh, i'm just like yeah. but anyway that's when i realized that i was a lot more vain than i had originally thought and I had to take a good, long, hard look at what I placed my self-value in and my self-worth through that, like, whole season of my life. And I would say that was probably, like, the pivotal turning point of me going on that little self-discovery journey. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. That, that would be... That's that one. That's that would good. be that one. Yeah. Okay, my question for you is, do you yes. have one or two more powerful moments to share? I have... Yes. What do you have? Well, I can share another one then. Because, sorry guys, this is me and Jonah just having a quick side conversation here. Because you're going to share about Europe, but I can also share about that one. Because my fourth one is... Okay. So I can share my other one. Okay. So guys, the other one that I'm going to share is, if you guys know us very well and you listen to our first episode, I think. First yeah, or second first episode. Very first episode. We got very, very real episode. with you guys. We told you about how me and Jenna were supposed to go to Europe together. And then me, like, a month or two before. How, 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 how early was it? Like a month and a half. Like a month and a half before we left. I'd already spent, like, two grand on a bunch of stuff. I was like, ha, I'm not going. So. Literally, we were sitting in Pearl out at the football field I'll after a football that game. Moment. And you're like... So I need to talk to you. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then we had this big old heart to heart, and I was like, cool. You seem to take it very well at the moment. At the moment. But secretly she didn't. No, secretly I, I harbored some nasty feelings. Uh, but here we are, and we're better than ever. Okay, so. No, secretly I still harbor nasty feelings for you about ditching me. You can't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, okay. continue. Okay, so um, Jenna and I were supposed to go together. Jenna did, actually. Good for you, Jenna. <laughs> Proud of you. You go, Glenn Coco. Um, <laughs> so we, Jenna and I were supposed to go together on, was it six or nine months? Six. Okay. On a six-month trip to Europe. Three months of, like, a Bible training school thing and three months of backpacking, right? Yep. That's what it was. She actually did it, so I have to, I have to ask her. So, <laughs> Okay. That's funny. Okay. I'm That's making funny. jokes. Okay. I'm making digs at myself. It's kind of funny. Okay. So, for some odd reason, like, I had decided to do this, you guys, which you've heard this story before, I'm sure. I had decided to do this, and then Jenna had decided to do it with me. And I I don't even know at what point I started to have the worst anxiety. Not the worst anxiety of my life. I've had really bad anxiety before. The Either the worst, the right next 
up there with the worst anxiety or like the second worst anxiety of my top life. five for sure it's, it's in the top two or three anxiety of my life and when I'm talking I'm talking months of anxiety I think August September I probably had like three like three months of really bad anxiety I wake up in the morning I'm sick I don't eat I lose weight I go to bed I'm like weak and tired I'm like emotionally drained I cried I went to work I'd go to the bathroom I'd cry I'd have that like three or four times a day um food did not interest me friends did not interest me uh my family was really not interesting um yeah this time I had Brady and I would literally just cry and he'd hold me and I would just cry and he'd rub my back and um wow god bless him for staying with me and yeah, you're crazy um, pants. yeah literally <laughs> insane and I started seeing a counselor at this time um I'd seen her before so she knew me pretty well and everything and I started seeing her again and I think it was literally my first appointment back with her first or second appointment back with her and I was telling her everything and I laid everything out on the table with her and I was just all worked about going and I was pretty much please help me have peace about going like yeah. that's what I said like help me figure out peace about going and she was like well um do you ever think about the that the fact that you don't have to go and I was like say what <laughs> you know like say what? I was like just like that thought hadn't even crossed my mind I was going and it didn't matter how bad it hurt and how much emotional turmoil I put myself through like I was going all of this would go away like if I'd get there and I had really bad anxiety I was gonna work through it like it's gonna be fine and she said that and it was like literally like weights lifted off my shoulder and I don't know if you guys have ever had that feeling before but when you have that feeling like you will know what I'm talking about and it is unreal it is just like insane and I had that and when she said that and I started talking with her about it and everything and I left that session I knew then that I wasn't going I knew that I had that kind of peace that I had not had in months when someone had told me I didn't have to go, like, I knew that that was not God's plan for me, and I knew I was not supposed to go, and, uh, the steps after all of that were pretty difficult, but, but, um, that was very powerful to me to realize that God does have a plan for us, and he does have things he wants you to do, and he does have things he doesn't want you to do, and he'll put you through things, and you might spend two grand and go on a trip to Chicago to get your um visa visa and it might still not be his plan so so here we are here we are so yeah that's mine um on the flip side of that one of my powerful moments was deciding to still go um so if anyone knows me i'm i'm pretty i'm a pretty free free spirited person i will literally do just about anything within the law um, sometimes with that. Sometimes outside the law. Um, <clears throat> we won't talk about what. One time Jenna asked me to fit a vase in my purse so she could steal it from a restaurant. That was like, I was partially joking, and it was a water pitcher. Oh. It was a water pitcher. I, th- I thought you were going to say that was like how many years ago, and then she remembered it was like last week. It was last week on my birthday. It was my birthday, though. That was like weekends ago. <laughs> like a few weekends ago. But anyway. Um, any hoosers. So... I will do anything as long as I have someone to do it with. Like, literally, you could be like, hey, want to go move to Italy and work at, like, a vineyard? And I'd be like, absolutely. Just let me, like, just wait until my lease is up and we'll go for it. Mm -hmm. I go through this. As long as I have someone to figure it out and do it with, Mm -hmm. I will literally do anything. Anything in the world. And Cameron's like, hey, 
by the way, not going. And I was like, oh. Well. I'm like, so I guess, like, am I not going now? And you guys, you have to realize, I, small, I grew up in a small town, homeschooled, had some social anxiety, um, had never been on a plane before, had never even seen the ocean before, had never even been out of the U.S., had never been out of the U.S., had never been out of the Midwest before. And I'm like, am I really about to go live in Europe where I literally don't know a single soul, travel internationally, get, like, make four different connections through, like, a flight? I can't. Through all these airports, like, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just, like, started thinking, not even just being there and being alone and, like, emotionally too, but just, like, the logistics of it. I'm like, can I do it? Like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and so I talked to my mom about it and we kind of talked through the pros and cons. And I think this is the one time where my mom kind of didn't butt in her two cents. Like usually she's like, well, this is what I think you should do. She gives her kind of guidance, you know, and she's like, but make your choice, whatever. Mm -hmm. And this is the one time we talked through the pros and cons. She's like, well, only, you know, like you only, you know what, you know, God wants you to do only knew what's going on in your heart. Like I'll support you either way. And I'm like, Okay. And so I think I thought of, and then after that conversation with my mom, I think I thought about it about one day, like 24 hours later. And I like went up to her and I'm like, oh, I'm still going. And I remember this like resilient persistence kind of like take root in my heart where I was like, I need to do this to prove it to myself that I'm capable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to do this to prove to myself that I can do the thing I can figure it out on my own I can be independent I can take risks I can leap over mountains I can do like whatever the heck I set my mind to with Jesus on my side and it it kind of like almost this like stubbornness in a way I'm like even if it's terrible I have to do it and I just like felt that in like in in my spirit I felt it like resonate in my spirit and even before I left I received a necklace that said brave and I and someone gave me a bracelet and it said resilient on it and at the time I didn't even know what resilient meant it just had a hedgehog charm and I thought it was the cutest thing in the world because I was obsessed with hedgehogs at the time and um googled the word later and now I don't know what exactly means but it pretty much means that like you can withstand anything that's thrown at you pretty much and you can stand strong anyway my mom I was like literally sobbing walking through the airport after I like gave my mom a hug and got in line or whatever and they dropped me off in Minneapolis I went from Minneapolis to Chicago then I went from Chicago to um England and then I went from like England to somewhere in Spain and then I went from Spain to Paris and first time on a plane was alone the whole way and I was just like you got this you got this you got this like the whole time in my head I'm like you got this like just keep moving just keep going you're gonna figure it out it's fine like people people all speak English people all speak English it's fine you can just ask questions like Mm -hmm. and I don't know I think and now I wonder like if I hadn't kind of gone through that my personality how it's developed since like I've gotten into adulthood is I 
I will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I will figure it out most of the time, stubbornly, on my own. And I'm trying to get better about actually asking people for help. But just this, like, my first instinct is, like, okay, let's think about it. Let's figure it out. And let's get it done. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's not a life skill a lot of people have. So, I don't know. I think back to that. Not even... What's crazy is that, like, the, like, quote-unquote standout moment of my life wasn't even... I mean, obviously, yes, but, like, wasn't, like, a specific moment in the school or a specific Mm -hmm. moment, like, on outreach or anything like that. It was committing to going. Deciding to go. And jumping off the cliff, not knowing if I was going to land on my feet. Yeah. So, I don't know. If... To anyone out there, if you're nervous about uh, doing something that you aren't sure about and you're not sure how it's going to end but you feel like you need to do it do it go for it go mm-hmm. for it do it you're not going to know if you don't try mm-hmm. unless it's not meant for you then, then, then don't do it don't do it don't then retreat and retreat <laughs> all right okay so my last one that I'm going to talk about you guys is the day that I got married actually no it is not the day that I got married it is all the days at coming up to it because you guys my family is absolutely amazing and Jenna is amazing too she was my maid of honor and she did so much stuff it was unreal you guys should have seen my bridal shower but like days before the wedding all of my family like flew up from Texas or drove I'm not sure which sometimes they drive sometimes they fly all my family came up from Texas all of my bridesmaids were there um like friends, family, everyone, and like they were setting up chairs. And my cousin is the one who did all the flowers. She did not get paid to do it. My um, one of our family friends did all of our food. Once again, did not get paid to do it. Um, there was a couple people that did all the de- decorations. Did not get paid to do it. Uh, my grandma and grandpa. Or I can't remember if it was my grandma, and grandpa, or if it was my uncle. But either way, both of the, they all did a lot. Paid to have a plane fly over and spray for bugs in my grandparents' backyard like a day a couple days before the wedding so that it would be perfect and that's like I don't know if it's like hundreds or thousands of dollars to have that done and we did not ask them to do that like they just were like we should do this and did it and there's one time that really like um sticks out to me where everyone's unloading the trailer like um Brady's family is there my family are there all of my cousins are there and everyone's in line unloading this trailer of chairs and tables and setting them up for the reception. I remember that. That was a yeah. time. And even, like, my little, the little ring bear, Hudson. Shout out to you, Hudson, if you're listening. He listens, you guys. Um, I don't know how old he was. Maybe, like, four or whatever at the time. Um, he was, like, hel- helping. Like, he couldn't carry anything. Ever, so they were trying to help him. And in that, he wasn't really doing much. But he was helping. And it was just... It was unreal to see all of these people come together because they loved me and they loved the fact that, like, I was marrying my best friend and that was just really powerful. And, of course, like, my wedding day was, like, insane too, but that's just a blur. But it's just crazy to see everyone do something for you. Like, everyone was there because of me. Well, and Brady. But, like, it's just – it's this feeling in your heart and in your soul that just makes you want to, like, cry because – it's just so good. Yeah, it's so good and so much love for everyone. And then the actual day was just amazing how everyone just did things for us. And everyone was just there helping us. And it was absolutely insane, you guys. Honestly, yeah. Um, 
my last one is this. So it wasn't actually too long ago. It was actually like less than a month ago. Mm. And it's something like smaller, but it kind of kind of shook me. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It shook her. Brady's outside on the patio, and you just saw the stand up gravy. Yeah, I sure did. Well, okay. Brady just shook her too. Yeah, so. my heart just leapt into my throat. Um, anyway, less than about a month ago, I was having a really bad day. I was sad about a boy because the boy didn't like me, and <laughs> unreal. Like, who wouldn't like me? Seriously, are we joking? Um, no, that's just me being funny. Um, any hoosers, I was having a bad day, and. That was one of the reasons I was having a bad day, and there was, like, a bunch of other things going on, too, but, um, I text my mom, and it was a Monday, and I was like, mom, I know what you're about to say. Okay. I was like, and it impacted me, like, so much more than even I think anyone realizes, but I was like, I text her, like, mom, I'm having a bad day, and I'm like, I can't. I'm having a bad day. I could really go for, like, a mom hug right now. I hope your Monday is going better than mine. Like, I love you bunches. Yeah. I'll call you later tonight. Blah, blah. And my mom, she usually, like, she's not the, she doesn't do the longest replies, but she always uses text back. And I'm not kidding you. She never texts me back. I was like, okay, like, that kind of makes my bad day worse. Like, thanks, mom. Yeah. And so that was at, like, 9.30. (laughs) And so the afternoon rolls around. It's, like... 132 usually two is when I take my break and I'm sitting up in like um our supply loft like just nibbling on my lunch and all of a sudden I hear a little commotion happening down on the landing and I hear Nikki go oh she's she's up there she's up there and I'm like I'm just like can I just eat in peace like because yeah. usually yeah not usually a lot of the time when I'm on my break someone will be like Jenna where's this Jenna where's this what's yeah. going on with this blah 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 and I'm like yeah. Seriously, I'm on my So I kind break. of like, so I'm kind of just like not even paying attention. I'm like, maybe if I don't like yeah. respond, they won't notice me, right? And all of a sudden, I hear my mom go, Does somebody need a hug? <gasps> and I look over, and her little head is like popped up above the ladder in my little supply loft. And I'm just like, Mom! And like, I had been on the verge of tears all day long. Yeah. Like, it was just one of those days where it was just bad. And I'm like, mom. And so I, like, scurry down the ladder, and I, like, attack her with a hug. And yeah. I'm just, like, hugging her, and I'm crying. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Because, you guys, my mom lives four hours away. Yeah. My mom lives four uh, hours away. Unreal. She lives in Gettysburg. I live in Sioux Falls. Yeah. And I'm just, like, hugging her, and I'm crying. And my coworker, who's, like, down, still processing freight, is, like, also tearing up because we're just so cute. <laughs> And my mom's like, wanna go get a cup of coffee? I'm like, yeah. And so we sit there and she's like, what's wrong? And so of course they're like, and you guys, nothing like terrible was wrong. Yeah. Like there's nothing, there's no like big thing that was wrong. It was just one of those days where like the past week had been like tons of little stuff. Right. Adding up. And then all of a sudden I was just like, nope, done, over it, having a bad day. And couldn't come back from it. And so I was like, she's like, well, I'm just going to hang out for a little bit longer. And then, like, we can go out to eat tonight. I'll take you out for supper, blah, blah. I'm like, sounds good. Went back to work. Couldn't stop crying through the rest of my shift because I was just, like, so overtaken with so many different emotions. And we went out to eat. My mom's like, oh, 
get an appetizer, get what you want, blah, blah, blah. The bill ended up being astronomical. <laughs> and, of course, she picked it up. And then she's like, okay, well, I'm going to head back home. So then she drove after dinner that night. She didn't stay the night because she had to work the next oh my morning. Gosh. She drove another four hours back home. Got home at, like, 2 a.m. <gasps> what an angel. And, like, she just came to see you. To see me because I was having a bad day. You posted that on your story, and I, Brady and I both were like, oh, my gosh, this is the sweetest thing ever. Like, Brady's like, like, did you see that? Like, literally, I was, like, famous for a day because everyone was like, your mom's the best. And I'm like, yeah, freaking no, she's the yeah. best. You're like, damn and, right. Like, what's so crazy is that, like, other than just my mom being the best and everyone being like, I wish I had your mom. I'm like, yeah, I know. Everyone does. Um... <laughs> But other than just that, I kind of, like, came to this realization. You guys, I hate Snapchat. I'm just going to say it. Like, being out in the single girl world, like, if one more boy is, like, can I have your Snapchat? I'm, like, what, so you can send me, like, a picture of your forehead? Like, no. (laughs) Like, I'm not interested, actually. And people are, like, well, it's just guys your age. And I'm, like... No, it's just, it's guys in general. It's just men in general. Yeah. Like, I don't... It's men who use Snapchat. It's for communication. Snapchat for yeah. Commu- like, if that is your, like, primary form of communication... Which we talked about in the boys episode. Like... Boys tell all. You guys, get it together. Yeah. Seriously. Grow up, please. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I, I, I use Snapchat for my group. This is a bunny trail. Sorry. You're used to it. I use that for, like, talking to my sisters in our group chat. Right. That's different. But I'm like, it's different if you have a group I'm chat. Like, I'm not trying to have a conversation with you about my day while we send back and forth like terrible selfies or like a picture of the wall or a picture of the like. I don't right. understand the point. I think it's stupid. I think it's juvenile. What is a streak? I think yeah. a streak is ridiculous. If Streaks I don't have time so to dumb. talk to you in a day, I'm not going to talk to you. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a whole nother like can of worms. Oh yeah. However, I was like, we are out here getting sad girl feelings. Over a boy whose primary form of communication is Snapchat. <laughs> and you have someone in your life who is putting in the effort to drive four hours so to give true. you a hug mm-hmm. when you are having a bad day. And you have this, even if it's from a mom, mm-hmm. like you, are, you have been shown that somebody is willing to put in the mm-hmm. effort to show you that they love you and care about you. And you're trying to settle for that? Yeah, no. And, like, it kind of just, like, snapped me out of it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. My standards were slipping. (laughs) Because, honest to goodness, like, I was raised by incredible parents. Their love for each other was incredible. Like, literally, they're going on 46 years. Mm -hmm. And they are still in love. Like, they're, like, in high school and giddy for each other. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but they care about us so much. And I'm like, so where's this coming? Like, why... Why were we lowering standards again? And I don't know. I think that I'm going to look back on it in a few years. And it's going to be a super pivotal moment where I was like, hey, remember that one time that you almost tried settling? For that one boy? For that one boy or even that type of boy? Mm-hmm. Like, no. No. Absolutely not. That's and my good. mom was like, my mom was like, this is how someone asks, acts when they actually care about you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, dang. You right. You right. And so, honestly, I think that's going to be one of those moments that's going to stick with me for, like, ever. Mm-hmm. And that's that. My mom's yeah. the best. I'm sorry that she's not your mom. <laughs> Go listen to our mom episode. Go listen to our mom episode. Uh, she's the best. She's the greatest. She's my best friend. The end. The end. Bye. Bye. Hope you guys like this episode. 
All right, guys, so I hope you loved this week's episode. I really hope it makes you guys think, um, reflect on your own life and think about those moments and maybe just look at them a little deeper and think about what you can even learn from them now. Yeah. Like, because Jen and I talking, I think we sat there and reflected even more on those powerful moments yeah. and thought about, like, what what did that teach us in our life or why was that important for yep, us? absolutely. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that you guys get something from it all. And if you love us, make sure you are following us at Coffee and a Combo Podcast on Instagram and also on Facebook and at Coffee a Combo One on Twitter. Jenna needs to be tweeting more. I know. I've been <laughs> I've been slacking. I kind of forget that it exists. I know. Me too. It's fine. It's okay. Twitter's just not, not a huge platform. And last, we have not said this in a while. I don't think we have. But if you love us, love us, love us, love us a lot, go write us a review on Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Five stars. And we will be here again next week. Love you!